0: We're back to the Neil Haley Show in the Total Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome to the program, John O'Hurley and David Fry of Beverly Hills Dog Show, presented by Purina 2020. Guys, thanks for calling. How are you?
1: Oh, we're wonderful. Thank you. How are you?
0: Hi, I'm doing okay. And that's where first question I'll go to ask is okay. I think that's just this the quarantine and not going out and seeing people. It's okay to be in your house, but not getting to interact with people, John. That's got to be tough, right?
1: Uh, well, it is. Uh, it is. Uh, actually, it does. Uh, I, I I was I said the other day that I uh, I actually won a staring competition with my own reflection this morning in the mirror. there. So it's, uh, it's gotten down to that.
0: See, I'm, a, I'm a, I've,
1: got, I've got my dog. I got great. Uh, OK. He's, uh, he's going to keep me happy through all of
0: this. So, David, do you think you're an extrovert or introvert then? Oh, I
2: think I'm an extrovert at heart.
0: <laughs> okay but again as john and i as as performers in so many ways we just like going out and talking to people right john and that's the thing that's the hardest when you're wearing a mask how do you socialize with people right that's the hardest thing
1: well yes yeah it, yes and shakespeare is should be done without masks it just it doesn't help
0: okay all right so let's kind of jump into specifically enough uh, last year uh, we, we were talking about Bono, the winner. And I spoke because of, again, the Beverly Hills Dog Show was re- was not finished with production. Right, David? And we were talking to Bono and Taffy McFadden about winning, you know, last year's and they re-airing it. And so who do you think are the shots this year are going to win, David?
2: Well, we're going to see Bono again. He's coming back to defend his crown, as it were, but we have three of the top five show dogs in the country and a lot of the top dogs in their breeds uh, across the country that are coming in for the dog show. So uh, it's another another great dog show day for us that John and I love being a part of and watching all these great dogs, these great performers, as well as, as fun dogs to be around.
0: And, John, you continue to learn from David, don't you? All the time of his uh-huh. his ability. Oh, and... Yes, go ahead.
1: Rub my nose in it. Uh, <laughs> John's got a great
2: eye through the years. He he's, knows how to pick out the good dogs, and I'm I'm not I'm not uh, the least bit surprised because, as I say, he's more than just a pretty face.
0: <laughs> studying right, John studying tons of stuff to try to it's brush exactly, up.
1: Exactly. The... <laughs> every time David compliments me, he's complimenting himself because he is. <laughs> he's the one who has taught me all of this <laughs> so
0: so john who's your favorite even though you know what happened but we're not going to say who is your favorite to win sunday meaning like like the type of dog you would root for uh
1: well you know of late i have become i've jumped onto the golden retriever bandwagon oh, i
0: love a golden uh, retriever.
1: because it seems to be a dog that well they are absolutely we've seen some examples of some of the best golden retrievers in recent years and they somehow don't make it. They don't pierce uh, through that best in show, and uh, yet, and I can't figure it out uh, as to why they uh, they don't make it. But uh, so I I always kind of look for the golden.
0: And David, you're, who's your favorite?
1: Well, I, I've got
2: a Cavalier and a Brittany. I'm not supposed to show any biases, but uh, I love the Brittany uh, that we see on television, and I think he'll put on a great show for you. But I think there's a lot of great show dogs here. And it's always fun to see them when they're having a good day, they're having fun, they're showing well. And uh, it's a, it's the kind of thing when it comes down to the end with seven dogs, seven finalists in there, that I always say the judge can often just close their eyes and point and be right. So we're looking forward to another
1: one of those shows.
0: Exactly. And, and John, your favorite saying, what would you say your favorite saying on the dog show is? Uh,
1: my favorite saying... Uh... <laughs> Well, I don't know. Usually when they bring the Pekinese in, I usually have something to say, but I think my favorite line or my favorite comment about the Pekinese is you could be walking, you could be walking that dog backwards for two years and not know it.
0: (laughs) And David, he has so many sayings, right? That so, you know, he, you bring the experience of understanding dogs. John brings that, uh, personality and acting experience and presenter it experience david i'm sure you learn things from him as well to make yourself even more well, colorful
2: john john's a great observer of the human condition and and that's what makes it fun because he'll see things that that, that uh, maybe i overlooked that are funny and and we want people at home are probably wondering the same thing but there are times where john will say something and i'll say hey wait a minute that wasn't john that was peterman where's jerry where's elaine Where's Cosmo? Where are all these people? But um, he's great fun to be with, and and I think it helps us to have the show. I think we're I, I, I like to brag about us being a great partnership and and uh, bringing all the right things to to a show that's been very successful through the years. So
1: I'm happy with that.
0: So, how would your character, Peterman, say, John, about dealing with the quarantine?
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yes, it's. Uh, Uh, What would he say about the quarantine? Well, he would say it's it's put a stress on every relationship. I tried to take a nap the other afternoon, and my wife made me sign a do not resuscitate order.
0: (laughs) That's the best, very best, and everyone needs to tune in (laughs) Sunday. February 17th, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. for the Dog Show. Uh, again, uh, Beverly Hills Dog Show presented by Perina And let's hope someday we're going to have more live events again. We want to do it safely. And that's the thing we ca- I caution on is, okay, everyone's getting back to normal, the new normal. Let's keep it safe. But providing a show like this on Sunday night is fantastic because the family will love seeing something that they have not seen yet. So that's a great thing, especially yes. an event. And so, guys, everyone needs to this tune is in. our
1: first, first time in prime time, so it's, uh, we're excited as well.
0: Oh, you're going to rock it out because you guys are fantastic and everyone loves the dog show. So I appreciate you guys calling, and best of luck. Thank you. See you Sunday. All right, take care. Yes, see you Sunday. Take care. You're listening to Neil Haley's show, and we'll be back in just a moment. Perspective Radio Show Lensec Live and I'm really excited about our topic today because I'm going to learn a lot about this. And what we've learned through this Lensec Live is how to work remotely. All of us, everyone all over the world has in so many ways, especially we never would have thought this uh, With when COVID-19 hit. We didn't even have this on our radar. We weren't thinking about it. It was something that was just a quite a shock. So I have guests today. I have Jeff Kellick, Chief Product Officer, and also... Ed Reister, uh, Director of Operations for Lensec and myself, Neil Haley, again, inside sales, and also host of What's Your Perspective radio show. And when I think about, you know, the particulars of of this, no one planned this. Online is something that uh, lots of people, it's definitely a new normal for a lot of people. Zoom calls, all these different things that people weren't used to doing. They're always used to meeting face to face but our company was really ready for this in so many ways because of jeff kind of going into that as our product was already ready for online and remote work so it wasn't like we had to kind of retool and repurpose ourselves we already had that stuff
3: yeah that that's true when we talk about our application perspective ems uh, one of the things that we've done really since the beginning when we first launched our product was we built it into the web browser. Our our mindset was we didn't want to limit our customers to a specific machine we talked about. We didn't want to handcuff them to a desk to be able to view their security. We wanted to give them the flexibility of being able to see their security, see their facilities, see the security of their own facilities from wherever they were. If they need to respond from the library, from the cafeteria, from the, from the workshop floor, wherever they were, they'd be able to log in and view their security. That really adapted well to this type of environment because now as people are working from complete remote offices, their home office, uh, a place they're not familiar with, again, all they have to do is open up their PC, open up a browser, it does not have to be their work PC. It does not have to be their work computer. They don't even have to tunnel in as long as they've got accessibility. And of course, it's it's password protected, it's credential protected. Right. So they log in with their credentials and they're able to see their facility from again, wherever they are. It's really helped a lot of those uh, security personnel that normally would be sitting inside of a, maybe a security operations center, right. a SOC. And now they're trying to do their job Independently, all over their town or all over the community, wherever their houses are. So, yeah, by its nature, uh, Perspective VMS uh, allows users to kind of adapt
0: well to this forced remote work environment. It definitely does, Jeff. And it's something that we look at in so many ways that people, especially in our industry, as I said, the face-to-face interaction, this has been like a breath of fresh air to know. We've heard stories from our RSMs and different people that they love the the ability to get to see our solution in a remote demo or get new trainings or different things from it.
3: Yeah, that's, that's right. And, and so not only the ability to actually see your live, uh, solution, your live facility, but to be able to learn about it, be able to kind of demonstrate it here from our sales team, you know, new partners that are looking at it, new uh, customers that are looking to evolve their solution uh, can get live demonstrations uh, from our application from wherever they are.
0: Now, Ed, thinking about this, how did you see this once the shutdown happened, the aspect of more uh, support calls and also uh, certain questions regarding our solution? I would have to say
4: this has been a, a really a unique uh, situation as everybody else has. Um, one of the things that has really helped us is being close to uh, the coast and having experienced, uh, you, know, you know, hurricanes and events that have mandated or created environments where we had to work remotely. Uh, we've been in position to handle this type of scenario. Though um, it's normally a regional type of event, in this case, it's global. Our volume has actually uh, uh, been reduced about uh, 60%, uh, I say 60%, about 50% of our call volume because so many of our users are remote or at a stay at home order. So we don't have the number of eyes that are looking at the system, you know, making phone calls, you know, calling in. Um, but um, you know, we also have seen a greater um, demand for our system and it's functioning adequately um, during this period of time. One of the things is Jeff had mentioned uh, the administrators and business owners uh, being more diligent about using the system remotely, where a lot of times they use it more in-house. They don't use the same level of scrutiny that they are doing now, which has identified gaps in their system. They want to see more, they want to have more coverage. Uh, They want to have uh, larger um, uh, storage capacity. So though we've seen a a reduction in our call volume, the demand for our uh, system and our support has actually increased uh, because of
0: the way people are starting to use our system now. So they're seeing the value. They're seeing the value of what we bring to the table, and the fact of support, and uh, the ability to fix problems when they do occur, and also learning more about what we can do because of it. Of everyone being remote, it sounds like.
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, One of the things that uh, has been uh, uh, crucial during this period of time, since we don't have those end users. Um, you know, monitoring the system and viewing the system on a regular basis. They are relying on us and our remote monitoring, which is part of our system to um, identify those issues as they come up in which our team is uh, equipped to work with the partners to help resolve those in most cases remotely in some cases, it does require some on site support in which the partner will work with the end customer to uh, provide that, uh, that service. Uh, but our remote support uh, or our remote monitoring um, has really been uh, critical during this period of time since uh,
0: the limited number of eyes looking and viewing the system. Yes, that number of eyes is important. Now, when it comes to product development, talking to our chief product officer, what are you seeing based on COVID-19 and what trends and where we're going?
3: Yeah, you know, we're looking at this very closely because, you know, we've always said to our partners, we said to our customers, we're an agile organization. We learn from what your problems are, what we need to solve, what the application should do to help you. And this is In that regard, this isn't any different. It's just a new set of circumstances. And that's been very interesting to us from a product development standpoint. How can we further evolve perspective now to help with the majority of the workforce remote? And what does that mean that's different? What are some of the features that are there already that make a lot of sense to these customers? And so the first thing that I think we've seen is that there's... There's features, there's functions within the software that maybe weren't used as much, but now when people are working remotely, they definitely rely on those. I think one of the biggest feature sets is the maps feature. Uh, I know we have some enterprise customers worldwide that really never utilized maps beforehand, Mm -hmm. but now that they're working remotely, now they're not at the facility, they realize how valuable it is to see that floor plan and just be able to hover over camera to camera or drag that and put that in the camera dock and now see that, again, the camera views juxtaposed with where the the assets are uh, on the floor plan. And and then to to Ed's point earlier, that also then leaves them to think, boy, I've got some gaps in coverage. I've got to add a few more cameras here to really pick up on that entire environment. Um, So maps aren't new, but I think they're being utilized more. Um, I I couldn't have a segment without talking about my favorite feature, Global Search, and I think that that's also being leveraged too. As, as people are remote, they want to quickly find something. You know, we talked about in previous live streams, you know, the FedEx guy comes to the door, the UPS guy comes to the door and you've got to be able to let them in quickly. You're remote, you're not at the office, but they've got to be able to drop something in your lobby. So you quickly bring up that lobby camera. You open up global search, you just type in lobby and it brings it right up and you're able to unlock that door for that person to come in. Uh, so, you know, some of those features that we've already had are just being taken advantage of a little bit more. Uh, we're also getting some requests for um, some new type of remote administration. And this is something that we're looking into developing within version four, which we're at version 4.1.1 mm-hmm. now for the technocrats out there that want to know specifically what version we're at, where we're getting ready to, or in, in my East Texan voice, we're fixing to (laughs) version 4.2 this month. And so in this process of our version 4X, we'll we'll do a couple more things. And one of those areas is in remote administration. Uh, We've seen kind of an uptick in administration delegation, uh, maybe asking some different resources to do some of the administrative tasks inside of perspective. And so there's been a want to Kind of look to a further separation of powers or duties within inside the administration module. And so we're looking to enhance some of our permission sets a little bit more, uh, refine those a little bit more based on these circumstances. Uh, another thing that we've seen as a result that we're looking to further evolution of is through our integrations. Uh, so we integrate with a lot of different mm-hmm. providers and being able to send that video data um, through our SDK in a couple of different ways, we're we're increasing that evolution too. So we like to receive events. That's the, the primary way we right. do integration. We receive those events, but we have requests from different analytic providers too to be able to send data streams out. And so increasing that capability because we're working with a lot of different subsystems uh, in this environment. And so with more and more analytic reliance, whether it's cloud-based analytics or just another provider. We want to work in in combination with those. So those are a couple of things that we're seeing. And I should also mention that if there are other ideas to to people that are watching us either live or, you know, on the recorded stream thereafter, if you have other feature requests, other ideas, please don't be shy. Let us know. Let us know what you're experiencing, because that, again, will feed and will drive our product development over the next couple of months.
0: And because of the new normal, we're going to be looking at, as I talked about last week on the show, that we're going to see a lot of different uh, situations when people are going from remote back to work, and how it's important a solution like this to be able to figure these things out and see, well, how, what coverage do I need? And if we're going to consider working remotely all together, then we're going to need more coverage. We're going to need specific things. And people are going to find that out very soon in many different industries. It's just, again, a wait and see attitude to see what happens. And that, but again, that's what makes it so great. As you said, people have ideas of design ideas, send it to Lensec, right. And then go to lensec.com, send that information out and we'll look and consider uh, developing that part of the product. That's what's the agility part that really makes it awesome is that we can do it for you if you want it. And, And that's, and if it's a great idea, especially with these times, let us know. Speaking of going and transitioning over from that product development to training, uh, our solution, as I'll say 100 times, is very easy to use. But if we can train other people to show them how easy it is to use, because any software becomes very difficult at first when people look at it. But Ed, we have different ways of training people now, right, remotely. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I'm really the most
4: excited about. Um, we have really focused uh, the last um, year, I would say, um, on our uh, remote training, our online training uh, academy, uh, putting the uh, program together, you know, getting the curriculum put together, and you know, this now with everyone, you know, with a stay-at-home order, a lot of people. You know, have uh, you know, a little bit of extra time. Uh, we're encouraging and, and, you know, and emphasizing the need to to go through our online training, see how easy our software is, uh, you know, to navigate and uh, to use. Uh, and uh, we've really seen you know uh, an uptick in that area. In addition to that, uh, we will be tomorrow hosting our first uh, live uh, uh, online training, uh, which we've got a full class uh, already uh, you know, uh, signed up. Um, so and these, this will be a global, um, you know, audience uh, where in the past we've been really restricted to, you know, a regional Houston, you know, in office type uh, training. Now we can be more um, expansive, if you use that word, uh, in our coverage of uh, training. And that's one of the areas that we're really excited about. And um, now we can start, you know, as we develop um, this uh, type of training curriculum. Um, we can start, you know, tweaking it for regional
0: base and or uh, different global needs. And that's huge because you have to be able to do that in, in some sort of way to provide that because training is such an important thing to understand anything. When I try to learn things all the time, I want to go through specific trainings and figure it out. But if you have a really good system that you could choose anytime to go online and our online academy and take care of things or get to be in a class setting where you don't have to travel and you could go and ask the proctor whoever is instructing the, the um training all the information and be able to collaborate with everyone in the group it's fantastic and that's part of that new normal ways. and jeff kind of jumping back to the final thing as we talked about our product development but what do you see trends in security now Again, you've been in the security industry for many years and you've been involved in product development for so long. Where do you see things going? I think that that conversation is just not coming out enough yet. Where do you see security in the 21st century in so many ways because of COVID-19?
3: Yeah, this is, this is certainly an inflection point in many industries and security is no different. I think one of the areas we just talked about, uh, you know, training and and learning the product remotely. And and I too, am excited about that. I can't wait for the, uh, the online Academy is great having the instructor led training that Sony is going to lead tomorrow is is fantastic. So that's one of the areas of learning, but in the security industry itself um, you know, the first thing I'll talk about is, is retention rate. Um, Most, most end users. Depending on your industry, it's going to vary, but there'll be somewhere between seven days retention and 30 days retention uh, of your of your video storage, of your archives. I think we're going to see that increase. I think we're going to see that increase for a number of reasons. Um you know, part of it has to do with underlying factors. Storage itself is getting cheaper. It always does. It kind of follows that trend. But um, At the same time, so does, you know, megapixel cameras continue to evolve. So there's a little bit of a balancing act there. But when you're trying to uh, track information where you're trying to see where exposure was, we gave the example a couple of weeks ago about understanding that, hey, uh, there was a potential uh, infected person over here. So where's all the risk factors then? Where are all the other people that may be at risk that may have come in contact with with that area? Um, So they'll kind of expand their retention rate. If they were at seven days, maybe they'll go to 14 days because that's a a prescribed incubation period, or maybe they'll go to 30 days. Um, We've even seen somewhat unrelated, but of the same time period, uh, we've seen some changes in in Title IX in the education space. The Title IX laws are a big deal, and we've seen them now start to look to six months' retention. So I think one of the things we're seeing in the 21st century or this this decade now is we're seeing more move to retention. Another area is uh, monitoring or watching from a regulatory standpoint. Again, depending on your industry, if you're a public uh, entity, maybe a government entity or a public school, Uh, or a courthouse, any place that serves people that are brought in that that served by the public, you're gonna have a different set of regulations that you're gonna wanna adhere to and that you're gonna be able to uh, illustrate or demonstrate uh, that you've maintained to your best of your ability. Even so on the private side, uh, private industries will set their own policies. And it's important to understand that your policies of what you're teaching are kind of being met to your goals and video surveillance is is a way to do that, uh, whether it's social distancing or PPE enforcement. If you're looking at ways in which you want to enact your prescribed policy, you're right? Video surveillance is a good way to do that. So we'll we've seen that obviously pick up uh, quite a bit, and that's been talked a lot. Whether it's a uh, You know, again, for watching video analytics that you're using, or whether it's a little bit more controversial type stuff, video surveillance is a tool uh, that people are using for that. Thermal detection is another area. Yeah. Uh, We've definitely seen that pick up. Uh, That's more on the camera side, uh, but it's a device. And, uh, you know, whether it's uh, a device with an input uh, on a video analytic or whether it's some other form of, of thermal detection. Uh, being able to see that temperature change uh, allows people to have more information to
5: exactly. make
3: decisions, whether that's, you know, uh, setting aside different different staff or whether that's, uh, you know, asking for another type of qualifier uh, that just serves a, a point of information.
0: And let's that, see, that's, uh, you have more? I'm sorry about that.
3: Oh, no, no, that's fine. The only other thing I was going to say, just as kind of we're on that topic was the uh, the markets? Uh, you know, we talk about the security market in general, but what are the other types of customers that maybe will use security more than haven't in the past? And yes. you know, we've seen from research, uh, retail. Uh, retails had security. Obviously, loss prevention mm-hmm. has been a big deal in in retail for a long time, but loss prevention typically focused maybe on the cash register or on the entrance and exits. I think you'll see more camera coverage throughout a retail facility now. Uh, I think, again, people are remote. They're really studying. we talked about this a few times. Yeah. Uh, they're really studying where those gaps are. So I think we'll see more coverage in retail and office space. Um, yes. Office space, and we talk in security a lot, it's about protection of property and, and loss prevention and, right. and those areas. But one of the major focuses from any security director is safety, safety yes. of their personnel, safety of their staff. And when you look at an office space, you may not traditionally have thought of your employees as a, as a vulnerability point. So you focused again on entrances, exits, uh, maybe where there were some hazardous equipment, you know, processing equipment, um, uh, conveyor belts, those types of things. That's where you focus your surveillance on. Now you may be looking more at the office space in general for the safety of your staff. And so we've seen that kind of uptick a little bit in the overall surveillance requirements.
0: And I think that a lot of people that do not use video management software are going to really consider using it now. The ones that just use the free software or, you know, just run with cameras and say, I can just handle it by just being at the office or at work or somewhere now with, really having to monitor it 24-7 and go back and check out different footage different things. This is really going to be a big growth, I think, in video management software in the next couple of years, for sure. More and more people using it.
3: Yeah, that's a a great point, Neil. It really is. Video management software is, is more than just about viewing a camera. It's about having all of your camera inputs into a centralized place, regardless of where they are. You could have sites all over the country, all over the world. Being able to manage those in one interface and not just the video, but the correlative data, whether that's video analytic data, whether that's IP serial data that's coming in from different devices, you know, temperature sensors, uh, door, right. door sense monitors, uh, request to exits, access control systems, being able to bring all of that data in and make decisions. Uh, you know, One of the things we've talked about in the past is, is our workflows, the yeah. if this and that type of logic, and that adds automation to it. These are things that a video management system does. It takes video data, it takes other contextual data, and allows you to make automation decisions, uh, as well as informing the people that need to be informed from a, from a policy and procedural
0: standpoint. Right. All right. And the best place we can find information is at lensec.com. And if you have uh, questions on the product, you can easily answer those quickly for you and about pricing and different things. And Tune in to Lensec Live anytime at Lensec.com slash live or on Facebook or YouTube. And uh, Jeff, anything else to add? No, I just uh, really thank, thank the, the people that are watching. I thank uh, Ed Rice, our director of operations. Thank you, Neil.
3: You've been doing a wonderful job hosting the past couple of weeks. We love it. We'll keep it up and look forward
0: to seeing you guys next time. Awesome. Okay, so that was an awesome uh, Lensac Live slash what's your perspective radio shows. So take care, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. For Lensek and host of What's Your Perspective radio show and much more, I'm gonna be sharing this everywhere. So again, this is okay, Jeff. This is called the live hello everyone. And we're ready to go again, because what happens is that using certain streams, you gotta just go with the flow and go, and I'm ready to go. So uh, Jeff will be leaving us. Jeff, again, you've done an awesome job live for so many different sessions. And now you're giving me the opportunity to uh, go live with everyone here on Lensec Live. Uh, so, uh, what I'm going to do at one at the top of the hour, hit the record button, and we'll be ready to go. So, okay. everyone, share you your
3: have a, share. have a great show, guys.
0: All right, thanks, Jeff. All right, so we'll be doing the countdown in a second, just saying hi to everyone. And this even gives us more time to start sharing this as we begin our live. So, um, again, always fun. And it is the top of the hour. And we're going to do a countdown in five, four, three, two, one. And just waiting, we are live here, Lensec Live. And What's Your Perspective Radio Show? And I'm with Bryce Capodisi, sales engineer of Lensec and Sonia Johnson, technical training resource and I, I welcome you guys uh, to Lensec Live as I guess I'm getting the hosting opportunity today. Make sure everyone hits that share button right now and share it to your groups, your friends, hit anything and we're going to talk about Lensec today with both Sonia and Bryce. So Bryce kind of introduce yourself a little bit. I know you've been on before and sure. a little bit of your background then we'll go to Sonia.
6: Sure so uh, Bryce Capadisi, I'm a sales engineer for Lensec. I uh, fairly new hire. I've been with the company since November of 2019. My area of focus is the eastern side of the United States, but uh, we definitely, I can definitely support any customer throughout the country. Um, I am located, as I mentioned, in Morgantown, West Virginia. I have an electrical engineering background and IT background, and I
0: graduated from West Virginia University. Okay, Sonia, your background right now.
5: Um, Hello to everyone, Um, wanted to uh, just give out a great big hello and stay safe to everyone. Um, My position with LNSIC is um, a technical research specialist. My background is in learning and development. I have a degree from the University of Texas, go Texas, go Longhounds, and um, I have been with the company since October. Uh, Bryce and I uh, started fairly uh, at at the same time, so uh, we are comrades. Uh, in more than one way so glad to be here excited to uh, just open up and share with you all good things about Lensec.
0: All right so wow. let's so start out again our topic for today which is a very interesting topic involves something that makes Lensec special as a video management software manufacturing the fact that we train not just both the mm-hmm. our our partners who sell our solution but also our end users and we have an online training academy which i think really is an awesome way to learn the product and understand it backwards and forwards one thing since i've been with the company that i think is the best is it's so easy to use i've talked yes. to other video management software uh, manufacturers who sell that solution our, our integrators and they say it's not easy but this is so easy to use but then if a customer or even or, uh, one of our customers or end users says to ourselves, you know what? I really like this product, uh, and it's so easy. Why do I have to go to the trainings? Because you have to become the expert as well. My uh, director of sales said anyone that's involved in Lensec and selling Lensec needs to understand it. And that's why Sonia's here. So Sonia, tell us a little bit about the Online Trading Academy.
5: Sure. So um, Lens is a great organization. We uh promote training inside and out. Um we have a very strong learning internal culture and we promote that and share that with our partners. The online trainer academy is divided into two sections. We have a section for end users, and end users or anyone that is exposed to our product that may be talking about our product that just wants to get a good basic foundation about our products, as well as technical uh, certification training that we offer. So we can accommodate uh, the end user who just needs to be able to get in and do what they need to do on a day-to-day basis, as well as that technical engineer that needs to have a much higher level of experience and exposure and knowledge about our system. Um, The online academy is open 24 hours. It's not affected by the shutdown. So um, you can go back into any course that you have uh, completed successfully and um, use that information as a reference guide and go back into that information at any time to refresh um, and continue Mm -hmm. to learn. We are constantly putting, uh, go ahead.
6: I also wanna add that uh, Sony does update those courses on a regular basis. So even though you may have taken the course at one point, check back frequently because there might be new modules that enhance the uh, knowledge surrounding that topic.
5: That's absolutely absolutely, perfect. yeah. And as we continue to evolve our product, which is uh, an awesome product and it is a live product, and we continue to enhance it. We do go back in and update that information. But that repository is there for you at any time that you you can you can tap into and use. I'm hitting that share button. To all different groups involved
0: as we're live again and if you're enjoying this please share this with other groups and it will be available also at lensec.com backslash live uh, anytime you can go back and check out other recordings since we've been doing the live format now bryce the thing that makes this online training academy so great is the fact that some people aren't technical people right. i i guess starting with the company i was semi-technical i have great people i've learned in being in media and marketing for years learning technical things but when software makes me feel scary it scares (laughs) me it scares me anything involving when we start looking at specific things involving you know just uh, code and stuff like that that's just not for me so Mm. bryce kind of tell us specifically why this online trading academy is so great for the technical knowledge that you'll gain okay well, I'll start
6: in both areas of that. So you talk about the non-technical people and the technical people. Where the online academy is great, where it kind of gives you a non-technical approach for the big for the uh, basic user certification. We don't have to be technical. It just kind of gives you a bird's eye view understanding of how the software works, how you inter- how you interface with the software. So you don't have to be technically minded. The software itself is very intuitive and easy to navigate around, much like using a browser. Uh, Chrome or, or any other browsers out there, you know, we utilize HTML5. So it's very simple. So it, it really makes it easy for the novice user to get around mm-hmm. and play around. Now we have, a te- we have the advanced certification course where you might need a little more technical background to understand, but it gets into a lot of the nuts and bolts of how the software works and configures, explains to maybe the integrator or an end user how to configure cameras or user accounts mostly administration type uh, functionalities. Um, but it's not the complete package, you know, as you know, we do have install manuals, we have um, troubleshooting guides, we have also, within perspective, we have a lot of tutorial videos that you have access to that encompass that kind of um, what's the word I want to use? Yeah. You can use it in conjunction with courses, Complement, correct. Uh, mm-hmm. So we, we have little two to five minute tutorial videos that go along with uh, the coursework that you can use in, as well, and in fact, in the course itself will it will uh, make make mention of those videos
0: and that's that's so important to have that because you have to have a step by step process if you don't understand the material <clears throat> the the software from the basic end, you're not going to be able to understand it on sure. the technical end and one thing at lensec. All of our employees in LENSEC are not just going to learn the basic certification, but the technical, which means they become software engineers themselves in a way of understanding how to install our software. Am I correct, Sonia?
5: That is correct. And uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the different varieties of training and and, uh, resources that we have because everyone learns a little bit differently every single person learns a little bit differently. So we do have the technical resources. We have technical engineers that can uh, speak the language to each other. Uh, but then we have the very basic beginning foundation courses. We have um, online tutorials and uh, print materials for those who like to read the material. Um, but we definitely have things through our um, online academy that can be accessed anywhere, you know, on your phone, on your laptop, on your tablet, um, we really offer the full gamut of resources uh, for technical, like I said, end user, and Bryce, the novice, we, we can accommodate you.
0: All right, absolutely, and that's the, the, the part of this, but we're not just gonna be talking about the Online Training Academy, but also because of COVID-19, All of us, a lot of us are now working remotely, Bryce, and you could speak to that. We've been talking about that a lot on other LENSEC Lives about working remotely and the challenges of working remotely because of just kind of figuring out what to do, how to utilize our time. Explain Uh, that and why that academy is important for that reason. The great thing about the academy is
6: that it's self-paced. So at a time where, depending on what field you're in, you know maybe it might be a major slowdown. You might have a lot more time on your hands. But taking and, and registering for these online courses in the online academy they're self-paced you could you could spend 10 minutes working on a course in one day or several hours at a time it's up to you so you you really dictate how much time that you put into it until you complete the course but as we mentioned courses will be continuously updated so new information will be added so it's always great to go back one thing i like to point out to at least a lot of our partners and integrators is that you know that they are asked to take this online academy training before they actually have the the uh uh before they the uh, take in the,
5: certification
6: in the certification courses mm-hmm. um they go through all, all that and then maybe 6 or 7 months later i work with them as a sales engineer to providing technical support i may refer them back to the online academy or provide additional demonstrations within prospective vms so it's a complete package you're not just left with the online training or the certification courses but you have not just sales engineers but uh, our sales managers as well who can provide these demos to help out with our end customers. But going back to working remotely, this is a great time if you have enough time on your hands to spend the time to take these online courses and get familiar with Perspective
5: VMS. You know what, Bryce, that the one thing that's not affected by COVID-19? Learning,
0: Learning. It's not affected by
5: it, okay? You, you have an opportunity right now to take advantage of, um, like you said, going back and refreshing or learning something new. Uh, if you had a question about, you know, I really didn't understand how that really worked. I'm gonna go back and review that p- particular piece again. So it's not affected. This is a great opportunity to take advantage of um, training and learning and continue to grow. Um, the one thing that is fantastic about what Lensic does is our training is free. Right. You know, right. Most other companies charge for their training. This is an investment that Lensic makes into our bar partners, into our end users you know, to offer this high level of training um, at no cost. So, you know, it's convenient, it's no cost, um, and it's there and available. One thing I want to bring up is that um, because of COVID-19, we are, typically we would have our technical certification training in-house, you know, because our product is very unique and we do a lot of hands-on, our, our trainers are, you know, all certified in um, all the aspects of our system. And we do a lot of hands-on with our individuals when they come into our in-house training. But because of social distancing, we're having to now, uh, you know, do something different like most people. Yeah. And we are now going to offer that technical certification course online. We'll have offering our next one, May 14th and 15th. Um, this is a great opportunity to join us. It is a full two-day course. Um, it does have a prerequisite, which is the basic user course that Bryce mentioned earlier. But this is an opportunity for uh, our installers, our technicians, our end users uh, to really take advantage of this opportunity and join us for that course. Um, What what are you gonna learn? You're gonna learn about our topology. We're gonna learn about how to install. We're gonna learn all of the uh, features and the advanced uses real life application um, of our product. You know, you, you have an opportunity to speak with some of the top people in the business. Um, Allman is an awesome, awesome, awesome instructor. Bryce will be joining us in our regional sales team, as well as other members of our leadership team to help answer any questions that you might have about our product. So um, I wanna throw that out there as they say, give a shout out about our training coming up on uh, for technical certification on May 14th and 15th. <laughs> And there's still some opportunity to sign up now right
0: there's an opportunity to
5: sign up now i will say that the space is limited because we do uh want to have um that level that high level of engagement with the people that are taking the time out to be a part of that training uh it is intense and and it can be intimidating so we want to be able to offer a platform in which individuals can um, address us and ask questions. So we wanna make sure that we, we, we allow that. So we're gonna keep it limited um, in size, but um, depending on demand, we may have to adjust that. If you are looking to register, you can go directly to our website. Is that what you're gonna bring up? Yes, uh, yes definitely. And then I
0: want to get in more deep detail about, you know, the website and different things like that. And you could show that, I guess that's a perfect timing now to show people who want to go ahead and sign up for the training where they can go.
6: And so I just want to mention also or reiterate that these are instructor-led courses. So attendance is required. You know, it's different from the Self-Paced Online Academy. And I also want to point out that uh, we do offer these trainings on-site, customer sites, if we have enough participants which we may not probably handle right now during the COVID-19, but in the future things go back to normal.
0: uh, we, We could present these courses on site. Absolutely. All right. So Sonia, when you talk about the training and how let's talk about breaking down specifically how a training day would be if it was online also versus in person, a lot, I think more and more, we're going to be doing these online academy trainings that are going to be with a live person and, Through that process tell us kind of how it works and stuff
5: um so for the live certification training which again i keep harping on that because our guys do such a fantastic job that may come back in the future we're not putting that uh away completely that is how we have chosen to um be available as a resource to our partners um so that that will come back i i'm pretty sure it will come back but for the immediate um time frame, we're gonna do this virtual. So the virtual certification course um, is, like I said, a full two day course. It is um, 9 a.m. to, I think I'm gonna say 4 p.m. in the afternoon, we'll have a breaks in there. We're gonna involve a lot of, as much as we can, hands on with our system. Um, um, Almond will be demonstrating different features of our system. We're actually gonna go into how to install the system, the step-by-step process of doing that, which is very detailed. And again, we open up that platform to all kinds of questions and real case situations. So we bring a lot of real case experience into it. So it is vital for um, the individuals that attend that course to be sure to take the basic user because you need to have that foundation before you begin. Um, The tech talk will be there. So you do need to feel comfortable with that, but it is open to anyone who wants to take that challenge. For our VAR partners, it is something that we really push. We reach out to them. I will be reaching out to them. Our inside sales team will be reaching out to them to encourage them to attend this training. Um, And we'll walk them through any questions that they may have prior to coming into that training to make sure it is the right fit for them. So we'll do everything we can to make sure that we do the best job that we can for them.
0: When you think about specifically, Bryce, the the breakdown of the training, we talk about the, a lot of uh, partners, potential partners bring up, well, this is going to take too much of my time. It's Mm -hmm. going to be so much of a process. That's great with this whole thing with online, but what do they gain Mm -hmm. from this training technically? Cause that's especially when they have the people who are going to install perspective VMS have to understand those, that process. It's
6: a really great question. And there are ways when you take the training that we can show you, there are, Definitely ways in configuring where you can save yourself a lot of time. <laughs> there are ways that you could set up, uh, you know, for example, you can create a user account. You know, you may have a, a uh, integrator who's trying to create hundreds of accounts. Well, instead of setting up one account at a time, you can create one account, copy it, and then just fill in the different information. Same way with camera configurations. You don't need to, if you have the same model and you have 100 of those cameras, you don't need to configure each camera individually, create one, copy it, and go back and change maybe the IP address. So by taking these courses, you understand there are ways and shortcuts
0: that will save you time, which will save you money. And that's important. And so Sonia, lay out the the way the course, like a, a day of training goes, how it works.
5: Sure, so um, the first day of the training, we're gonna start out with kind of a basic introduction. We're gonna go over some of the things that were covered in the basic user certification um we're going to go through the modules you know kind of a a, a soft introduction to the modules and again q a okay because they were supposed to take this ahead of time right um so we will go through and walk through the camera module the um administration module we'll go through the archive module all the basics of that information will be iterated in the first half of that session when we come back After lunch, we're gonna get into more of the advanced um, system features. And um, I don't wanna scare anyone off, but uh, you know, it is for our technical folks, this is the meat. This is where you wanna come in at. This is the meat of the course. And we'll go into the topology. We'll go into um, all of the different hardware, the specifications and all the system things that you need to know to be able to really understand our product. That would be day one. The second day, we go into even more advanced features of our system. um, And we're going to go in and show you actually how to install the system, um, all the things, all the nuances that you need to know to make that install easier. So when you go out into the field as an installer, a technical installer, you know exactly how to walk through our system. And they do an excellent job of going through that process. And then we might have a couple of games in there to break up the monotony, but uh, we'll come back at the end of that day on day two. We're going to wrap up and we're actually going to have our installers uh, walk through doing that install on their own.
0: And Bryce, that's an important thing to teach them that now so we don't get to the install and there's tons of questions. We have a great support team and we have a great team all together that can help them. But learning this now will make it so that they don't have to ask those questions, right? With their first install, whatever install that's going to be.
6: Right. And it's important for our partners to understand that even though they may have the training early on, they can ask for demos there. Everyone forgets if they don't use the information. Uh, so I'm available, all of our sub- sales engineers are available. GSMs are available to provide demos to, to bring back some of that knowledge. Uh, and especially we want to be involved before the deployment happens. So let us help you. Let us help you configure and, and uh, make sure that everything is running smoothly.
0: I don't think, and I want to ask another question to Bryce. I don't think people understand when installing software like Perspective EMS, what's involved. in it. And especially as a sales engineer, you understand you're always um, out there trying to help in specific ways. But explain that process. Well, the first thing we do is we have to make
6: sure that the server or computer has the right uh, hardware available for Perspective VMS to run properly. So that's one thing that we check first. Uh, Once we start the installation, there are some configurations that we have to set up within Windows, activating the proper service user accounts, and then just get basic configuration going, uh, working within Perspective. And then what we like to do is uh, just to make sure that the integrator or our partner is familiar, we kind of hold their hand for the first couple, maybe account creation or camera configuration, and then let them run with it and then be available to help them or assist them in any way in case they run into problems. Now, perspective is feature rich, and that's why you need to take these courses and, and understand how all these different features interact and you know what you have access to. I've come across some integrators, even end users who aren't even aware of what all the different options and features that they can have access to within Perspective VMS. So, this also gives me an opportunity to help explain some of these different options they can use to just give them a better user experience and to maybe in some cases
0: automate the process. And that's important the whole process that you talked about, the automation of it to yes. make it so it's easier and easier. When you go through that training, you'll understand certain things that in workflows that could help in installation as well, right? When you're a partner and you want to install different systems, you'll have ways to shortcuts so it doesn't take as long after yes. that that first install versus that tenth install if yes. you're a partner. Yes, right. definitely.
5: It's about that faster adaptation to the system, you know, really getting acclimated with the features of the system. I, I wanna throw in that uh, Bryce is absolutely right. We do have a lot of support um, and our support team is there for you on that very first install from start to finish. Um, we have uh, some guys in our support team that are awesome that uh, can take you know, the very simple question to the, I don't know, um, I've seen Gilbert do some awesome things. So um, we, we're there for you. That's the point I wanna get across is um, even after the training Will still
0: there for you, right? And that's <laughs> definitely to be there for the person. If you're not there for them, then they get confused and they think it's difficult, and everyone gets frustrated. And right. we don't want that in that process. Because Bryce, you know, as again, as an engineer, that's the biggest headache for you guys. Is right when things don't work the way they need to work.
6: Yeah, exactly, Uh, you know, and there's always questions that can be asked that you may not have the answer right away, but we always come back with that assistance and support. Um, It's important to have the right answer every time. So, again, can't emphasize enough training, 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 and having LENSEC support have your back.
0: (laughs) How much easier it is for a partner to sell our solution if they're trained well? Explain that, Bryce. That's big.
6: Well, if they understand our solution, they're, they're definitely... They stand behind it. And when they know what they're talking about, they're more comfortable in promoting it and selling it. So that's why I, I offer demos to our partners on a regular basis once a month if I need to. Uh, just to, you know, not to, everyone's busy and not to take up a lot of time. I could do something in 20 minutes. I can show them a feature. Just give me five minutes. I'll show you a new feature that you may not be aware of. that may help you or your end customer. So it's training, training, training. Keep, the, keep that knowledge
0: level at a high level. You always are learning. It doesn't matter what you do. You can learn all day long, learn new stuff, never stop. And that's on your your big motto, right? Telling (laughs) them, you know, even though you've you've been through this user certification once before, it doesn't hurt to go do it again and brush up, right?
5: Right. And I'll also say this that uh, we are a very um, user-friendly, agile company, if uh, something in any part of the training or any questions that you might have, if you pass that on to us, we're able to, to filter that and, and be able to, number one, get back to you with a proper response and a proper um, uh, solution to your problem. But we also wanna know how we can make things better, how we can improve our uh, experience, our learning experience, The um, training area is always open the support team is open we've got our engineers out there in the field um i can almost guarantee you there's not a question we can't find an answer to
0: we always make ourselves available that's the important thing as a manufacturer to be available to our customers our and the end users because at the end of the day if they don't understand our solution Right. we're going to learn who we are and what we do in so many ways, Bryce, for sure. And Sonia, Bryce, I guess in that tech aspect of things in the training, when you first went through the training, what did you gain, especially as a new employee of Lensec back in December? What did you learn from these technical trainings that really helped you understand the software? Another great question. So I came into this industry a novice. I didn't have any kind of experience
6: in the service or the security industry. So I was blown away. I I thought the online course was fantastic. Uh, It was very user-friendly, very easy to get through. The modules were short and concise so that it's great where you can retain that information. You know, if you go through pages and pages of information, I might remember the last thing that I read and forget everything else in the beginning. So the modules are nice, short, and sweet. So it's easy to retain. And then your quiz at the end of each module, and you must pass with 8% or better in order to continue. So it's a great way to keep that information in your head where it's worth where it's needed. And uh, for me, I I just thought it was fantastic. Uh, There was definitely a lot of knowledge every day for me. Even now there's
0: on the job training that I, and I'm learning new things. There's something else in the solution that that, that that I didn't know about. And someone like Michael Trask, our director of sales, or also uh, Jeff Kellick, our chief product officer shows us and said, Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And that's what's cool about this This is really cool software. So once you become a partner of ours, you need to go and learn backwards and forwards